Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Carlo with 4GQ TV. Today, I have a very special interview, a very special guest, and I will introduce her in just a moment. But on the panel with me today, I have PK, also known as Dion, and I have hey. Paris over there on the West Coast. Good morning. And then we have Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're really excited for you to, to be on the show with us. Um, and it's a pleasure getting to talk to you now, especially after you just wrapped up something. It sounds really cool, um, which we'll definitely get into in a moment here. But uh, <laughs> Courtney, the first question I always like to start out with is, how did you get into voice acting and acting in general? What, what brought you to that? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, it's kind of a long story. I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. Um, but basically, I um, grew up wanting to be a doctor. Um, I went to college um, to be a doctor. I majored in psychology, uh, psychology and neuroscience. And um, I was also uh, dancing at the time. So dancing has always been a huge part of my life. Um, I grew up doing hip hop dance. I actually still teach it to this day. And um, so I was dancing and I was in college and uh, two things happened. One was um, I was in a pretty bad dancing accident where um, I pinched a nerve and real or misaligned my discs and mm -hmm. um, had to go through this whole recovery process and kind of had to you know, go through this whole identity change where it's like, you know, this whole time I was like, I'm a dancer, I'm a dancer. And all of a sudden I had this injury and I was like, can I still be a dancer? <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it was really triggering for me because, you know, at the time, like I said, that was my, that was my identity. And I realized I couldn't do this for 40 plus hours a week anymore. And, um, but I, but I really love performing. So I had that aspect of me. Um, the second thing that happened was uh, one summer I worked in a rat lab doing research for um, one of the professors at my school. And um, I was in charge of, you know, kind of handling the rats. Um, I was um, helping her put together this software book because they had this really, I don't even remember what it's called. It's really old antiquated software that um, it was, I was trying to put it into a form where people could actually understand how to use it. Um, and I'm a big animal lover. I was with these rats all the time. And, you know, the purpose of a rat lab is literally, you know, you do research in a rat lab. You're essentially performing experiments on on these rats. Um, and, that, and that's an, unfortunately a huge part of the medical industry, but it's also very necessary for uh, the medicines, you know, that, that we get. You know, all these medicines are always tried on animals first before they're given to humans. And um, it was very traumatic for me. I did not like <laughs> experimenting on rats. I didn't like the fact that, you know, after an experiment, you can't use that same rat anymore you have to like get rid of the old rats bring in a whole bunch of new rats and, and and I kind of came to this conclusion that I hated research I didn't want to work in the medical field for research and I was like okay so maybe I could be a doctor um, and like actually work with people and then um, I was thinking about how I am as a person and I also realized I am way too emotional to be someone's doctor okay like don't tell me that I have to tell someone that they have cancer and have six months left to live because you're gonna have to comfort me while I sob through that <laughs> and you're the one with cancer you know so I, and and so I I was like okay so maybe not a doctor I mean I finished my degree I was pretty much done at this point and and I was like okay maybe I won't go to grad school maybe instead I'll take an acting class because you know I can still perform and I was like oh I'm in LA like everyone takes an acting class while they're in LA blah 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 and so I jumped into an acting class um, my senior year of college and um or of undergrad and um I 
fell in love. I really loved it. I, I didn't think about voiceover. Um, I was just doing uh, on camera, so like short films, TV, um, feature length films, that stuff. And I was doing a web series and the DP of this web series and I were talking one day at lunch and I don't know how voiceover got brought up, but um, it did. And he was like, have you ever thought about it? And I was like, no, like it sounds really cool. Like I grew up, uh, I was super nerdy growing up. I watched a lot of cartoons. I was a little bit antisocial. I played a lot of video games, but I never thought about it as a career because I had always been like doctor, doctor, doctor this whole time. And, and I was like, yeah, I've never thought about it. And he was like, oh, my mom's a coach. Like, maybe you should talk to her. And I was like, oh, okay, it's your mom. Like, yeah, hang out with your mom. And, and I did. And she became my first voiceover coach. And that was six or seven years ago now. And now I'm, oh. now I'm doing it full time. <laughs> nice. That's a really cool story. You know, yeah, I you, hope that wasn't too long. It's kind no. of. <laughs> I, 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 I was taken. I, I was so, I was like, how do you go to one stream to the other? You, you finish your degree, which is impressive. And was able to get into, like, I was like, wait a minute. You was going to school to be a doctor. Then you got into research. <laughs> then you yeah. said, I, can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't tell somebody they got a, a terminal disease. Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's oh nothing like God. trauma to make you redirect your life, you know? <laughs> wow. And then you said you, you, you had an accident, which uh, kind of put you in a, situation where you're just rethinking about life. He was in the grocery store looking at life cereal, thinking about life. Right. That's what I was, oh, man. oh yeah. Except instead of me at a grocery store, it was me like sobbing into my pillow every night, not wondering what, what I wanted to do with my life. Did, did you, <laughs> did you pillow over talk back and try to, uh, you know, encourage you? Like, um, <laughs> I think it was more mad that it was wet all the time. <laughs> Yo, that is crazy. Like if you go through that again, I'm like, that could have been a show itself, like in itself. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, wow, that was different for sure. Um, so, yo, what you said you like uh, cartoons, and is that is that where you draw your inspiration from? Cartoons, video games, etc. Yeah, um, I I love every area of voiceover. I always say like wherever the work is, that's where I'm gonna go. Um, but I think um, because of my personality, um, generally I've always been a very high energy person. Um, so it was much easier for me to fall into video games and cartoons than let's say it was commercially. Commercially, I, I work a lot now in commercials, um, but it took me a long time to get there. Like I had to train a lot harder <laughs> to work in commercials because I had to learn how to be chill. I'm not really a chill person. So, um, but cartoons uh, generally, they're you know they're heightened they're larger right. than life and and that's how i kind of am and, and even in on-camera acting you know i i kind of gravitate more towards those I, I mean i love dark comedies but i gravitated initially towards comedy because it's usually a little bit bigger right um than than dramas um so i think that's why um those two um areas of voiceover were like easier for me to get into gotcha you you i noticed you also seem to be leaning towards more anime-ish driven content on your voiceovers is do you got like a a, a small bias towards the anime not 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 bias but more favoritism on that side of the house so what's funny about anime is I didn't actually, okay, besides Sailor Moon, which I didn't know was anime when I was little, um, and, and I guess 
Pokemon. I didn't, you know, when I was little, I, I was, I didn't, I don't come from entertainment. I didn't know that those were like a thing. I was just like, it was something on my TV and I watched it. Um, but besides those two things, I didn't really like get into anime until like the pandemic, really 2020. Um, I, my fiance is a huge, huge anime guy and he would always watch anime while I was doing other things. And then finally I was like, you know what? Like, I'll just show me, what should I watch? What should I watch? If you're going to get me an anime, what should I watch? And so, um, he was like, uh, he told me to watch Erased and then I watched Death Note and then it was like boom, 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 boom. And now I'm obsessed with anime. And uh, before 2020, I actually never got any anime auditions. Um, for wow. a while um, in the voiceover industry, uh, agents kind of stayed away from anime because ge it's generally uh, very low paying compared to the other areas of voiceover. So they kind of like didn't want to do it. But nowadays it's becoming more popular, more mainstream. I mean, we have like anime in box office theaters now. And then on top of that, um, some of the anime is going union now. And so um, like agents are more likely to handle that kind of thing and so during the pandemic when I was doing all my marketing and I was reaching out to um you know all these studios and I was like I want to work in anime because like I said I just want to work where the work is you know if it's an area I can jump into I want to jump into it and so um I started reaching out I booked my first anime job in 2021 which was just last year um and then uh since then again I think it's because um of you know my general energy level and I'm really good at observing even just by watching anime I was like I, you know it's when when you're watching content as a entertainer you're always observing you're always like oh, okay like that's that's the feel that's the style and these are the genres genres and these are the types and just by watching anime I was able to absorb a lot um, and then I started working in anime and I feel like the more you work in anime the more the work comes like breaking into it is really hard like I guess with any other thing in entertainment but once you're in it like you can start working more and more and more and I think again because of my um, my personality anime was really easy for me to fall into they nice. do have a way of uh, expressing emotions um, and a lot of scenes that are kind of eccentric, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, I love it. I love all the noises. The noises are the best part of anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paris. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was just, uh, I'm still <clears throat> processing the uh, the story of like, you know, going from becoming a, a doctor to, you know, going into voice, uh, being a voice artist. I mean, they're both um amazing career so it's not like you're like it's not a fall off or anything like that you're able to yeah. regroup and uh re challenge yourself i mean i'm sure it was challenging to think you know as a, a doctor you know a lot of process driven and a lot of things you got to do you know a lot of you know constant so then yeah. now you're doing voice acting it's still like a constant thing of training so your really your mind is. is already there right yeah and you know there's is there's uh uh, so much of like the organizational stuff that goes into, um, you know, kind of like the medical field, mm -hmm. um, I was able to transfer into like, I guess, like the business side of voiceover, which is, you know, like, not just getting auditions and performing and booking a job, but like, tracking auditions, tracking invoices, like how to like stay organized, mm -hmm. how to like keep in contact with people. Like I have special software for that kind of stuff. Like I feel like those like organizational skills really transferred over um, right. really well. Yeah. Yeah, so able to you know use that as a uh, starting point you know a lot of people don't have those those are very important things that you you <laughs> still <laughs> you've done and then, you know some people just don't have that and that's somewhere where they have to like train themselves how to do that since you're already there once they give you a head start or anything like that but it's just one less thing you have to worry about because you already have those skills oh yeah i can excel like yeah. a mofo oh, I <laughs> there you go <laughs> i excel there you go there you go <laughs> So go. there's a t-shirt at Microsoft. We got IXL. So 
Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're going to have to show us that shirt, Ferris. Just know, like, you know, we're not going to live it down. Um, so one thing, that, one thing I do notice is that you have your own studio. You have your own uh, mm-hmm. voice room. And I think that's, um, I think before the pandemic, you know, a lot of people I spoke to in this industry didn't have their own booths. They used to go out to uh, like studios or that yeah, sound. That was me. That was yeah. me. I was that people. <laughs> and now post pandemic, a lot of people are building their own studios, whether it's self-made or they have someone come out and install it. But that I think that's very unique. I was going to ask you, what is the story behind your voice studio? And, okay. and please, please let it include. You just want to drop some bars and sing. Lose yourself. So funny thing about like that, um, I feel like the pandemic and the like genesis of this studio is really the reason I have this career. Um, And and the reason is so March, like 15th or whatever, right? Pandemic hits. The grocery stores are empty. Everyone's freaking out. Yeah. One week into that. My agent calls me. She says, hey, Courtney, um, like uh, you booked this job. Uh, it's like a triple A video game. And I was like, what? What? What is this? I don't remember auditioning for this. She's like, you didn't. They just said, like, you've been auditioning for this studio for years and they really loved you and they just want to cast you. And I was like, oh, my God. And am I, and, and before this, I had like barely any credits. Like I was booking like maybe a couple jobs a year, you know. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is my chance. I was like, I'm going to be a voice actor now. She was like, can you um, can you go home right now and send in a sample of your home studio? And I was like, uh yeah 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 sure 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 lol i did not have a home studio okay because before this i was like every other actor i would go into a studio to record you never needed you never needed a home studio before this Mm -hmm. some actors had Mm -hmm. them but you didn't need it came home recorded some terrible audio on my really really crappy usb mic that i barely used for auditions um because even for auditions i would go into studio and i sent it back and she calls me like 30 minutes later and she goes hey cordy like i'm so sorry this isn't good enough um unfortunately Unfortunately, this project's moving really fast. They're going to have to recast you. And oh. this sent me into the worst spiral for three days. I was with my pillow again. You know, we had that quality crying time together three straight days, right? <laughs> oh, no. And then after that, I was like, this is this is BS. I was like, this, this is bullshit. I was like, this is not this is not my life. I can't believe I'm never going to let this happen again. I was like, this is the dumbest reason to lose a job. And so what I did for the next three months was I sat my butt on my computer and I just watched hours and hours of free YouTube stuff, learning what is sound treatment? What is isolation? Like what is foam? I was like, what are, what are, what does acoustics really mean? What is reverb? What is echo? I was like, I didn't know any of these things. What is a source connect? What is IPDTL? Like all of a sudden these new softwares I had to learn and and I, and I didn't know anything is literally starting from zero. And, um, I like, um, I hired, I, I spoke to all my sound engineer friends and then I ended up hiring someone to help me, um, understand like the acoustics of first my closet. Um, mm-hmm. so I like built like a mini booth in my closet and, um, I worked out of there for a couple months and then I got my stimmy check and I was like, you know what? I just have this feeling. I was like, I have this feeling. I'm, I was on unemployment too. <laughs> I was like, I have this feeling. I was like, I think I need to build a booth. But I felt crazy because I'd never spent that kind of money before. Um, booths are really, really expensive. And my closet was fine. Um, honestly, like I would say my closet sounded amazing. And I was started, I think I booked like six jobs out of my closet. And the only thing was it wasn't as isolated um, as like a booth would be. So like, you know, if the airplanes, I, I live near the Burbank airport. So the airplanes, you're yeah, like dogs yeah. barking, the neighbor's dogs. And so I was like, I didn't like having to pause as often. 
as you know, I, I don't want to pause at all. And so I was like, I had this feeling and I talked to my fiance. I was like, I feel crazy. I was like, I think I need to buy a booth. And he was like, okay, so buy a booth. And I was like, uh, money, because I'm, I'm an anxious person and spending large amounts of money makes me very, very anxious. But I just kind of went with my gut and I um, found a company that was affordable. There was a COVID discount at the, at the <laughs> there time. There you go, there you go. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I might as well buy it now. Well, there's a discount. Like, uh, I, I got uh, it like $700 off. That's a big discount. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, they, they built this booth, which is in my living room. You guys can kind of see it. That's my living room right there. Mm. Um, and, I, and I built it and then I transferred all my equipment in here. And I I think by the time this booth was like up and running it was like august 2020 mm. um and then like literally it just became job after job after job after job after job and i think that's because like like unfortunately like this business is expensive like equipment is expensive boots are expensive classes are expensive and like like you need to have like like money to be able to do do the things that I did. And I was really lucky because I had the STEMI checks and I had the employment. I don't have those things anymore. So it was just kind of like right time, right place kind of thing. And um, the actors, the voice actors who were able to kind of like get their shit together as fast as they could really were the ones who were working, you know, in, in 2020 and then into 2021. Um, and I think like it just kind of like set me sent me above and then also I had all this free time you know I was reaching out to studios I like updated my demos I like I did I updated my website I did like a full reset about with my career um and then that's so that that's how I got this booth <laughs> so I'm not gonna sit here and and be subconscious about having a USB mic because you know it's you know you had um mentioned some really bad times with yours yeah, but, uh, sorry <laughs> but um no no it's okay I won't have any kind of emotional problems at this. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, looking at your, you, you did put in a lot of work in the, just the past few years, uh, you know, you looking at your, yeah. your little resume there, you um, definitely put in some work. How did, what is the difference and how do you transition into doing video game voiceovers versus just cartoons and anime? Um, I think it really depends on the project, because um, you'll notice like uh, like the video game Neon White that I did, um, it was heavily based on anime. Um, and actually, when they gave the reference for Violet, which is the character I play, they referenced Misa from Death Note, which is like the first like full length anime I ever watched. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got this. I was like, I get. I was like, I get Misa. Um, and so it, it really it really depends. Like, um, so there's there's a lot of crossover, and and even within cartoons, like depending on what platform you on. Like, is this for Disney Junior? or Is it for Adult Swim? Mm -hmm. You know, is the video game like Neon White, or is it something more like The Last of Us, which is like super cinematic and grounded and and really what I would do for any of my on-camera auditions if I'm being like actually taped with a camera. Um, so I would say, yeah, I just, it really depends. It's awesome. awesome. Do you have any, uh, <clears throat> like uh, any aspirations for any like of the blockbuster movies that Disney does from Pixar or, you know, uh, Sony does, you know, some of those uh, Paramount, are there any aspirations to potentially get into the movie scene versus um, what you're doing here in the uh, animation and video game scene? Um, absolutely. I mean, being in, in like a big, you know, DreamWorks or Disney, like Pixar film yeah. is like a, definitely a dream. But like, I will say like, unfortunately, as a voice actor, 
who does voice acting, those roles don't often go to voice actors. They're more often casting on-camera actors for those that are very, very big names. Um, so usually the voice actors in those films are the ones doing the really small incidental characters or looping or walla um, for those movies. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like I... I either need to know someone or become an on-camera celebrity really fast and then I'll be able to do it. <laughs> right. You seem to have the drive for it. Yeah. Yes, I'll yeah. get there. Yeah. I was going to say, with, yeah. that, with I, that energy. Go ahead, Paris. No, I was going to, yeah, just, just going to continue on to that. Like, you know, since, you know, it, and I, I, I totally understand, you know, you got to have the big on-screen uh, name and stuff like that as you're making that transition. I was some, I was watching some of your other videos and some of the, you know, uh, one-offs that you did. Uh, actually, you filming live, they're they're pretty good. So, um, you know, are are you looking at trying to audition for for anything live um, right now, or is it? Or are you just sort of just, I'll get it when I get it. But right now, I'm focused on on voice acting. Um, so at any given time, I'm always pursuing both at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, like the thing about voiceover is generally there is much more volume in voiceover than there is in on camera. And you can ask any actor actor this like most on camera actors, um, they're getting maybe between zero and like five or six auditions a month versus uh, voice actors, um, you know, it's, especially if you're with an agent or if you're like me, not only do you have a main agent, but you have multiple agents in regional areas. Um, mm -hmm. I could get anywhere between five and like 20 auditions in a day. And that wow. is a huge difference. And I think really like being an actor and, and booking work, it's it's really a numbers game. Um, so many people are talented. Um, one person who books a job is not necessarily more talented than the other. You know, it's, it's really a numbers game. And so um, because of that, I tend to work a lot more in voiceover, um, mm -hmm. but I am also doing uh, on-camera work right now as well. Awesome, awesome. Go ahead, Carlo. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was going to ask you, I noticed that, you know, there's some before a lot of this video game stuff that you did and before some of the TV series that you were in, you also did like some of your own kind of shorts, I think, with BuzzFeed. Uh, oh, yeah. Which I, know, <laughs> which I think is pretty cool because I, I don't know if you actually wrote your own scenes with that, if that was like your own thing that you wrote or if you were reading lines from what somebody else wrote, but. Are you able to yeah, tell us a um, about that? so all my BuzzFeed stuff that that's all just on camera work. So like I've done like a few different commercials with BuzzFeed. Um, I've done scripted series with BuzzFeed. I think um, a while ago I did um, BuzzFeed. It's called BuzzFeed Murder Mysteries now, but before it was mm. like snapped something when I was on it. It was a while ago now, like five years ago. Um, but like that was a whole like mystery show that we did with a script and everything. And, and it, it, it aired on Snapchat and we had like millions and millions, excuse me, of viewers. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I mean, I guess I've written before, but I wouldn't consider myself like a writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, let me get established first. Let me get, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you a question, you know, October is coming. I mean, uh, Halloween's coming. You do you um, do do you do uh, Halloween? Halloween? I stuff? love Halloween. You I dress love up, spooky you cosplay, things. all that good stuff. Oh, but I'm lazy, so I don't know. Like my my <laughs> oh my, my god, my, never mind, <laughs> never no, no, no. mind. No, no, I love spooky things. <laughs> I will watch all the spooky movies. Um, I'm dying to see 
smile right now in theaters because I've never, it's been a long time since I've seen a trailer that literally made me scream in a theater. Yeah. I'm usually not not I don't get that scared but this one did and I really want to see it um I love going to spooky events I'm planning I'm going to not scary farm we did uh Halloween horror nights last year mm -hmm. love spooky things but I'm lazy so I'm probably gonna be wearing you know sweats uh, and a t-shirt <laughs> unless someone wants to make me a costume I'll wear hold on <laughs> but, but you your personality is like live and in life you can't do that you gotta you know what I'm saying it's gotta match up you gotta go and flex and then scare say, some people. Hey, if you, if you want to make me a costume, I'll rock it. There you go. There you go. Oh, Dion. wow. You need to make her a costume. You don't, yeah. you don't want me, you don't want me to do that. You don't, you don't want me to do that. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm going to transition into something here for you because I know you brought this up, but I went to a sci-fi convention, horror convention oh. recently, and there was a Draculaura there. There was mm -hmm. somebody dressed up as Draculaura. So I thought that was pretty cool. And that is from, I found out from Monster High. I had no idea that was Monster High until she said that. Yeah, Jackie Laura. <laughs> so, are you able to tell us a little bit about your most recent project that you finished? Yes, the, yeah, the exciting um... part is the new projects. <laughs> That's what we need to dig into. <laughs> Yes. Um, so Monster High. Um, so this is uh, this new Monster High series I'm on. Um, it is a reboot. It is a rebranded version of the old series. So they've taken characters that um, a lot of people know and love and just changed them a little bit, updated them with the times and are being now marketed to our new generation, right? New generation of children. Um, so uh, yes, I play Draculaura. She is the daughter of Dracula. Um, she harbors a secret desire to be a witch um and she is at this school called monster high which is literally a high school full of all these different kinds of monsters and um i think what's really great about the show is um it's all about community acceptance and belonging um the creators of the show really i i think did a great job um like making this whole cast and all of the storylines really inclusive and diverse. Um, and um, that's something that's really important, you know, <laughs> obviously really important. Um, I mean, we have, you know, not just diversity in backgrounds and ethnicities, but there's like body diversity on the show, which hasn't always been present in toys and doll lines, you know, especially the when I grew up, all the Barbies looked exactly the same. They were all the same height, had the same body type. Now we're seeing different body types. Yeah, they were stiff. <laughs> yeah, they were very <laughs> stiff. Um, we have like neurodiverse characters, uh, characters with limb diversity on the show. Um, and uh, I it's just a show I think that really embodies like what it means to truly be representative of the world that we live in. And it comes out on Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus on October 28th, 7 p.m. Pacific and Eastern. That's, that's this nice. month. That's, that's this, this month. Yes. That's, this, that's month. this month. That wasn't, <laughs> that, that wasn't necessarily commercial, but we hey, don't make know. it that way. <laughs> you know, the, the cool thing about this is in the Monster High, you got, you know, you got some uh, on-screen actors in there. I think, uh, what's it, Tony? Revelory. Revelory. He was in Spider-Man No Way Home and Spider-Man. He was in the three Spider-Man movies. He played Flash Thompson. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like Iris Menace was in um, the West Side Story. Oh, as yeah, well. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kazer Mohammed um, is in The Flash and a bunch of other things. That's just the first one that came to mind. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone on the show does everything pretty much. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Now, have you had an opportunity to meet any of these people in person or has everything just been voiceover and you say your lines and stuff like that? 
so um, I was actually able to meet a lot of the cast um, last Thursday mm -hmm. for the Monster High uh, premiere. Mm. Um, so at the Paramount lot, um, Nickelodeon and Paramount, you know, teamed up um, and did a premiere both for the Monster High movie mm -hmm. with the live action cast. And then also they did some promotion for the animated series as well, which is the one that I'm on. And yeah, and um, all of our sessions actually have been remote this whole time, mm -hmm. um, which is really great because um, we were able to hire actors from like literally all over. I mean, we have uh, some actors in New York, we have some actors in Atlanta and then actors everywhere in between. Um, and I think that's really great about remote recording is it really mm -hmm. opens the doors uh, for more actors to work, um, not just because of the pand pandemic, but like, you know, um, just like resource wise, you know, right. LA's really, I live in LA, it's so expensive, mm -hmm. you know, now you don't have to live in LA to be, a voice actor right. um or you know people with disabilities um or who are immunocompromised like now they can work and not have to like mm. go into the studio mm. all the time i like that idea. um yeah yeah so i got to meet all of them for the first time um well i guess so, some of them i had met um in person maybe like one or two but but all of us had not been all together until the premiere yeah yeah the pandemic sucked um but it also uh, opened doors for a lot of people um, when you're talking about inclusivity yeah. and uh, being able to be anywhere. And as long as you have the right equipment, you have an opportunity to, um, you know, mm -hmm. voice act. And then, you know, if you, even if you're disabled, you can't travel around, those sort of things. You may have some sort of disability where you can't go outside or, you know, just a exactly. whole bunch of things, you know, that people mm -hmm. have and, and that, you know, unfortunately, the pandemic, you know, a lot of people died, which sucked. Yes. Um, but sometimes you got to take the positives out of the bad and, and, and weigh those. And, uh, and and it's good to see like people like yourself uh, be successful and really, really um, drive and uh, entertain us all because I'm definitely going to watch <laughs> the eyes. So uh, it's awesome. I, I want to ask a personal question. I want to ask for some tea. You ready? All right, I'm ready. It's a personal you know, question. I mean, like, let me let me let me get my pinky up. Personal yes, first, personal. <laughs> I, I got personal. my pinky up. I'm ready. All right, all right. So, one, do y'all uh, if someone messes up on their lines, do y'all be texting each other to get your stuff together? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because honestly, <laughs> you got, everyone you is remote, messing up. So he's like, <laughs> just like. No, you know. no, literally, we're all messing up our lines all the time. So that there would just be too much texting. But I will say we do text each other pictures of our pets during sessions sometimes. Uh, or like, you know, like uh, just silly things like that. But no, we're always messing up. I mean, I I stumble over words all the time. So that's normal. <laughs> okay. I, I just don't think you want to point out some things. But that's cool. Dude, like take 35 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, le yeah, legit. Uh, yeah, it was his fault again. He keep miss. I just don't. I can't do this. It's, yeah, I need to take a break. Yeah, but um, but the, the other one is um, I just want to see how big your ego is. Do you got a toy of your character? No, I want one so bad. Uh, honestly, I'm hoping they'll just send me one. <laughs> Um, you know, but I actually, um, I'm I'm on Rainbow High, and MG Entertainment did yeah. send me my character from Rainbow High. So I thought that I was, was going to ask you about that because I I didn't know too much about that project. So I was going to ask you if you can elaborate on that too. But that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many shows about kids in high school. <laughs> 
Um, so it's about Rainbow High, which is about kids in high school who are all really into fashion. That's their thing. Their big thing is fashion, fashion, fashion. And my character is actually in a rival school to Rainbow High called Shadow High, and she's like much more emo and goth. And all the kids at Shadow High wear like black, white, and gray, and, mm. and like purple, and they're all really moody. Is that how they talk? Um, <laughs> is that how they talk? Yeah. Um, just, yeah, yeah. My character has a lot of Vogel fries. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that sounds crazy. just like one of those shows, right? It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, that, that's what I wanted to know. I just I hey. that's like I'm, I'm gonna test to see how big her ego is. She got a toy oh, of herself nice. and see you. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, but you should have a toy of your character though for sure. I do. I want a collection. I want a whole collection. I mean, one yeah. one for me, one for my mom, and a collection for my yeah. grandma, because those are the two people always asking me for for more things. <laughs> well, you know, when you when you go to conventions as a Monster High voice actor, you're gonna be signing their dolls and they're gonna have your character and you'll be like, Oh, I want one so bad. <laughs> well, buy this off well of you. <laughs> just don't just don't show up and have your real name because they're gonna say you're not that person and you gotta have your actual character name they're gonna mistake you and say you know you're not her that's not her yeah, yeah all the kids are confused they're yes like, Who is this? you know <laughs> at conventions you'll be behind the table you know they're gonna give you some props of your character you probably can't take home with you so you're gonna be like no. oh can i just have this one <laughs> you guys don't need this anymore right you don't need this anymore right yeah. you're gonna you're gonna walk on a set one day and be like huh nobody do you know does anybody care about that picture on the set that that you picked yeah. up at the flea market <laughs> no okay i'm just gonna take it home put it up on the wall yeah. um one one thing i want to ask you too is i noticed that on your imdb uh full metal alchemist mm -hmm. the revenge of scar and mm -hmm. i i've heard of full metal alchemist a lot i never watched it uh, any of them. i have the the anime or the live action uh either or i like i i heard of it but i never watched either or and i think it, it, and correct me if i'm wrong but from what i looked up you kind of, you dub a voice in the live action on this one yeah I do a lot of dubbing for live action, actually. Not all that ends up on IMDb, but that one is like kind of a big name because the anime was so big and then they turned into a live action movies and I voice um, one of the, I think Land one fan. of the only, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking how many other female characters there are. I think there's yeah. only like two or three of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. nice. So is, I was going to ask you, is there a difference between like, let's say, um, dub an anime versus dub in a live action like do you actually have to uh do time measurements on the speech to try and match the the lip sync as much as possible is there a big difference with that um yeah i would i would say there is um and the reason is um live action dubbing has to be much more um exact um because we you know as, as humans who've been observing people speaking for um centuries um we're very in tune to lip flap right and so um with dubbing, especially going from one language to another and words are different length sentences are different lengths and some sentences don't even translate directly because we don't have that phrase or that word in English or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And um, so with dubbing, it typically takes much longer. Um, the script adapter, I think, has to work a little bit harder. Um, usually for anime, it's just like, you know, open, close, open, close, op op open, close, open, close. And so you can kind of get away. Um, you know, you're not matching like 
like the intricacies of like where her lips are, are they more perked or they like wide, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so a dubbing session will take much longer because they're constantly rewriting and, and you're really trying to match that sort of grounded read, um, very realistic, you know, because that's real people versus anime, um, usually larger than life. There are animes now that feel very gr more grounded and more cinematic, um, but generally still a little bit more than what you would be in real life. Um, so you can tend to get a little bigger, a little crazier, and um, you can, the sessions can go by much faster. Mm. Are you kidding me? I used to love watching. You can't mess with my Kung Fu. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's really good. That's really that was good. Really good. <laughs> you got Paris almost fell over. You know, I understand. Like, that was, that's, that's the funniest part of the movie. You ever watch yeah. more Jackie Chan movies? Yeah. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. It's good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. For me, anyway. <laughs> um, out of all the characters you played, out of all the roles that you played, uh, is there any that felt very relatable or very almost like you? Like, you were that more personable. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More personable. Like, that you related to the most. Yeah, um, I, I, I honestly, I would think it's Draculaura at Monster High. Um, when I when I first got the audition sides for the show, um, I was reading her character description and it said she's she's very type A. Um, she like feels like she really needs to please her parents. Um, she's she's generally, you know, everything she does, she's she's an overachiever. So everything she does, she gives 100% of herself to. She's very helpful. Um, she loves being a leader of the group. Um, but she can also be self-conscious and she feels like she has secrets that she can't reveal to other people, um, mm -hmm. let alone her parents. And, um, you know, they wanted her to be Asian. And I was like, oh, like I'm I'm half Taiwanese. Um, I speak Mandarin and and actually uh, I, I felt very connected to this character. And, and actually in the audition, we had to sing we had to sing a song um, because uh, they said there might be some musical elements to the show. And um, I sang Try by Colby Calais because, you know, that song is always about uh, or that song is about um, like someone feeling like they need to try to be something when really they don't have to be. And mm -hmm. that's something I struggled with growing up. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought it'd be like the perfect match um, to for this audition sides. And then I ended up booking the role and then they, they wrote the character so that she's also half Taiwanese. And I was like, wow, like I really feel like this is um, really reflective of, um, you know, how I felt when I was growing up and, um, and all that kind of stuff. And um, she uses my voice. I didn't put a voice. I mean, it's me, maybe a little bit heightened, right? For animation, maybe me after I've had a few cups of coffee, but really she's, she's really just me um, and how, and I often reacted in like the situations that she got put in. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for explaining that. That's that's perfect because, you know, uh, people, <clears throat> you know, do characters, they put a lot into it, but then you find a character that you're related, like you have a, like a personal connection with makes it even, that much more satisfying and uh, bringing it to 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 out to to people to uh, consume yeah. it. So uh, thank you. Yeah, for and I think that's that. 
That's probably, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we all feel as actors, we often, we, you find a way to connect to all your characters. But um, yeah. before Monster High, um, I hadn't booked any major network animation things ever. Like I, I literally had zero credits. And so like I went from zero to series regular um, when mm. I booked the job, which was like totally insane as an actor that rarely, rarely happens. But I think mm. the reason or one of the reasons, you know, I was able to book the job, I think it's because I connected so much to that character. Nice, nice. That's really. Not to mention, you put in the hustle to build your own sound booth. Yeah. <laughs> now you, you can't you can't sit here and <laughs> tell me true. you don't be in there playing music, trying to cut some bars, and pretending you know, <laughs> you look you rocking back and forth like you know. She's a hip hop dancer, you know. I'm yeah. sure she's got some you know sort of. I mean. Uh, <laughs> okay, I we're, consider we're, we're, myself a singer, but nice. <laughs> what's 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 top five in your iPod or your iPod, you know, Spotify or what are you listening to? Top five right now. Um, Sam Smith, Beyonce, Rihanna, mm. Mac Miller, and Jax. Oh, okay, nice, nice, yeah. nice. nice. You know, across good. the board, you know, got a little bit. I do bit of like a little everything. bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. my mood. You know, do I want to cry tonight? <laughs> do I want to dance tonight? Yeah, where's the, where's the mood? <laughs> there you go. There I think go. I can challenge you. You know, you just you <laughs> gotta watch yourself. You gotta watch. <laughs> I don't know, Dion. She was a dancer, bro. Uh, I know. I, I think she got I, you beat. I got even, I got even a with one, the pinch nerve. She can. I got a one two step. <laughs> I still got my upper body. You know, she <laughs> got the upper body. You know. <laughs> so there's there's two things that i'm looking here and and they're both pretty big in their own right um neon white what came out and it was like a smash hit it, it had like a following neon white um so that i mean that's an amazing project and then you also did return to monkey island which yeah. she also did cool. engine impact how she did <laughs> engine impact how were both those roles for you um so, I mean, a Neon White was really cool just because Neon Violet, my character, is so crazy. Like, she's mm. so unhinged. And I love playing unhinged characters because you really have full reign to do whatever you want when you're unhinged. Yeah, you could be extreme from here to here to here to here, back to here. It's so unexpected. Um, so that was really fun. Um, we recorded that one also remotely. I actually never had met any of the cast members i didn't even know i had to figure it out the game came out and i still didn't know um and then <laughs> and then people started tagging steve bloom and i was like oh my god i'm in a video game with steve bloom like i was like what that was really cool i had no idea because i never you know crossed paths with him um and then oh. i was able to meet allison um packard at comic-con <clears throat> it was really awesome i haven't met anybody else just her um but that was really cool and then return to Monkey Island. Um, we did that one in studio. Um, again, I was by myself. Um, actually, I still don't know who most of the cast is on that <laughs> game because that game's pretty recent and I haven't done any digging yet. Maybe you guys know. Um, but that one uh, was really fun because um, I play, it's a pretty small role, but it happens at the beginning of the game. But she's kind of this dickhead little girl, you know, and who doesn't <laughs> like playing a dickhead? Right, right. <laughs> it sounds like to me, uh, you speaking to some uh, hidden person inside you since you enjoy playing the crazy role yeah my other personality, other personality. yes <laughs> now, you've seen uh the cyberpunk anime 
There's a little. Yeah, I love it. I have some friends. That yeah, are so see, good. I knew it. And you you probably connect with the little just girl. Just missed the part that she that, said. That double. Oh, but go on. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Get some friends yeah, that voice it, PK. And you love that series. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, in shock. It's so good. It's amazing. I hope I hope I know it wasn't a plan, but I hope they get another season. Yes, I hope we'll so, too. Yeah, it's I really don't know. good. They can, um, they can. I mean, cyberpunk's a city. I mean, it, oh, it's a city. So, you know, right. Yeah. In the universe, yeah. they could do more. Yeah. I mean, it could be its own metaverse, Paris, you know, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. yeah. yeah cyberpunk, uh, when the show came out, the, the amount of people that played the game, they're breaking records. They're like millions and millions of people playing the game, too. So it's like a yeah. I think it needs its own. Like All I know right. there was a cybercup cyberpunk game, but I feel like they should make another one too. Yes, the anime. I, yeah, that would be great. I want more. I want more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they'll do another game. <laughs> no, they're gonna do another game. They already announced. Oh, no, I'm just saying. Games. I'm saying like recently, like they're not. Gonna, I mean, they're, All they're, right. they're, they're I think they're yeah. right in this new momentum. So yeah. when Courtney Lynch should be in that game. That's what we're saying. There we go. In. Put, put her in the anime. Put, put her in the anime. I That's what I was. You can do both. Your character transcends the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you mentioned Allison Packard, and she's a real cool, cool person. A lot of positive energy. We had her on the show before. I don't know if you knew that, but she was actually, I, we I interviewed her before. And yeah, yeah, we did. she's amazing. She's so talented. Yes. And she's so kind. She's yeah, she's very kind. And one of the strange things that crossed over in your past with her, and I just noticed that after looking at her IMDb, it said she did narration for Snapped, and you were in that back in. I had no idea. Oh my god! Yeah, I just found that through the IMDb. That's so crazy that you crossed paths wow. again and you got to meet her this time. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's wild. That's so wild. But yeah, yeah, voice acting, it's crazy. I it's a, it becomes smaller and smaller like the more you work in it. You're like, oh, I did this, I did this with you. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. You you don't even know I'm voiced over myself right now. Dion <laughs> <laughs> likes to talk in a third Deception person. Voiceover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dion, you gotta right. talk in a third person. Yes. <laughs> so I I haven't I haven't thought about it yet. I have to think about it, but you know, for sure. Listen, um, all your stories are are super dynamic and, and inspiring as well, because you went from one extreme to another, which is crazy. Yeah. Like is is if you told anybody else this story, no one believe you. But honestly, you do have that energy where I'd be like, Can you just um do audiobooks? Cause you got that energy where you can just tell the whole story and I can kind of picture it because of how you tell it and then you change your voice you know you your voice levels go up and down when you change perspectives like when you're talking about your mom and how your mom was talking or someone was saying go talk to your mom about and you're just talking about her being your your coach you, you know you just change I feel like you you can do well in the like audio books too and things like that Thank you. I've only done a few. I've done two full length um, and then I've done uh, like a few others as like smaller characters because sometimes you're just a few characters and sometimes you're like the whole dang book and you're all a thousand characters. <laughs> <laughs> you're everyone. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. right. So one thing I know that you wanted to talk about was the podcast. So Power Trip was produced by Realm. Um, Tatiana Maslany uh, leads uh, the... It, like a, it's like an audio drama i right. feel like i describe it as an audio drama um so uh, she leads the cast and and 
when I found out it was her, I like freaked out because I've been a huge fan of hers um, since Orphan Black. Um, and, you know, she's doing like She-Hulk now and she's like doing all this stuff. And, and I guess she also does a lot of audio dramas. Um, I didn't actually get to work with her. Um, I think because, you know, she's a high in demand celebrity. I think they did all her sessions alone. And then I actually worked with everyone else in the cast. So the rest of us had a group session on Zoom. Um, I think they're based out of New York. So we had like some people in New York, some people in LA and, and maybe somewhere else. I don't really know. Um, but it's a really interesting story. And um, I think you guys should go listen to it because yeah, we'll do. you'll like it. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right. Well, um, we are coming to the end of the hour. So we are going to wrap this up and Courtney, you got to, you got to go ahead and give us all your social webs where we can find you out there in the interverse the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, let us know where people can find you. Oh, Harris. Okay. Hold on. Sorry, Courtney. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. Harris forgot to ask you the one question he asked everybody. Oh, yes, 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 yes. This is a, this is a guest question that we ask everybody. Um, okay. And, and, and it's sort of revolved around food. Um, it's pizza. Do Love you it. prefer pineapples on your pizza? Yes or no? <laughs> um, my answer is I am completely indifferent. If it's mm -hmm. on there, I'm going to eat it. If it's not, I'm going to eat it. I don't really care. Well, I'm really probably care. not going to ask you to put pineapples on my pizza, yeah. but if you hand me a pizza with pineapples, I will not be offended. I'm just going to eat it. Nice. Now, would you order a pizza with pineapple on it? Like you went to the store or went to... No, you know, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to do no, that. No, no. <laughs> so you're in New York somewhere or Chicago. You're like, oh, let me get a pizza. You're not going to ask for pineapple. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not picky. Yeah, no. I like food. I like to eat. Yeah, whatever's there. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks for uh, catching that, Carlo, because I almost forgot. That's awesome. Thanks, 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 thanks. Okay, Courtney, where can we find you? Yes, I'll make it easy for you. So across literally every social media channel there is, um, I am at the Courtney Lynn. Courtney spelled with a C, and it's the Asian spelling of Lynn, L-I-N, at the Courtney Lynn. Nice. Awesome. Yep, Courtney Lynn. There you go. I got you on uh, Twitter. So there you go. The tweets. All right. So to everybody watching, thank you for watching later um, or listening on Anchor and all the other feeds. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to Courtney. It's been a fun time hearing your experience and going from almost becoming a doctor. Uh, a researcher all the way to becoming <laughs> a voice actor it's just my crazy life <laughs> it's a fantastic journey though like you found passion you ended up finding passion where you wanted to be uh, the medical mm -hmm. research wasn't there for you that there was no passion and you just went to voice acting and it's you could feel it you could feel it in your vibe that you just it's something you just really love doing and uh yeah it's gonna be a huge success for you Congratulations Thank on you. that move. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Awesome. 100%. Nice meeting you. No, yeah. no, no animals was hurt while filming this. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> God, no. No. None of them were babies. <laughs> I'm just putting a disclaimer. That's no, dark. no animals was hurt. Yeah, no. While filming this. No pineapples were harmed in the filming. No, this. Pineapples, no pineapples were eaten during this session. <laughs> <laughs> nice thanks guys thank you